0: Hello, it is Thursday, April 22nd, 2021, years after zero. Peter Schrager, Emmy-nominated host of Good Morning Football, stops by today and gives us an incredible conversation.
1: Yeah, great conversation.
0: When, did not expect this conversation to go like this with Schrager. Not
1: at all. I, honestly, in recent memory, one of my, I, I loved it.
0: I did too. Did not expect to enjoy this as much. thought it was going to be canned bullshit out of Peter Schrager. It was not at all. Nope. Shout out to Schrager, shout out to A.J. Hawk, shout out to the boys. We're down here at the FanDuel Beach House. Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this show. Uh, Next week's draft spectacular, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee Show. First round of the NFL draft. We will be having a watch along with massive guests. Be a friend, tell a friend. Uh, And if you enjoy the show by the end of it, please be a friend, tell a friend as well. If not, just act like it never happened. Let's get to it, Ty. Beautiful Thursday. A lot to talk about today, actually. Oh, yeah. Hey, there's a lot of things to talk about, and we got a guy who is an Emmy-nominated host.
2: Wow.
0: Yeah. What? Peter Schrager.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Good morning, football host. I believe he's a writer for NFL.com. I think he also works for either Fox or CBS during the season as an insider. Mm-hmm. The man has 100 jobs, knows everybody. Cannot wait to chat with him about the draft conversation, chatter that's happening currently that we are involved in and don't really know much about because there's been so many narrative changes back and forth. What's the number three overall pick going to be? Is it going to be Mac Jones? Will it be Justin Fields? The odds go from one to the other and then back to the other. Now, Mac Jones has a photographic he's definitely going at number three now Jacksonville Jaguars are coming out Trent bulky has said we've got some calls on the number one overall pick I think we're I think we're good here (laughs) is he potentially saying if you want to come get the number one overall pick even though we've given out the playbook to Trevor Lawrence and we scheduled Trevor Lawrence's surgery and Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence are always already friends we fielded a couple calls but I think we're going to hold tight. Stamp pat. Yeah. Who the fuck is calling him, by the way, after stories of them <laughs> already giving the playbook to Trevor Lawrence, uh, scheduling his surgery for them, or is that all a lie? Ooh. Do we know anything about anything right now? Old Schrags will hopefully be able to help us out in that regard. Cannot wait to chat with him in about 21 minutes. Also, the boys back in Indianapolis are lived and plugged in. Boys, how you doing back there?
3: We're doing well. We're... We're doing well here, Pat.
0: Okay, that's great to hear. Sounds <laughs>
3: so, so, so like could, it's going I well. Could tell I couldn't tell if my fucking microphone was on or not. But. Well, I had the
0: same issue yeah. as we started here. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I could hear myself <laughs> echoing off the walls of the house that we're in, but I could not hear myself in these ears I have. Zito had to figure it out. Obviously, we're in a Zito production down here. Zito. There's 4,000 wires that shouldn't be working. But second week down here at the, uh, the FanDuel Beach House. Boys, we almost completely fucked it up. Did you get a chance to follow along with that last night?
3: What happened, Pat?
0: Well, see, so a lot of things happened. I had to arrive to the airport early, which is something I've never done. Yeah, rarely happened. <laughs> I, I have <laughs> never, ever done. The only reason why you fly potential private aviation is because you could just show up and take off. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what it's for, especially if you're a pretty busy person and you live in a city where the airport has four or five flights. That's it to anywhere. Right. So you kind of have to make do. You have to do what you got to do. So I show up normally, hop on plane. See you later. This time, had a call I had to make that was scheduled near the time that we're potentially, so I'll just do the call from the airport. I'll arrive early. I'll be, you know, ready to go. Sure. I, I, I arrived early for the plane, not early for the call, though. So mm. when I arrived, I rushed out of truck to get to call. Very important call. Yeah. Big, one of biggest call I think I've ever been a part of in my entire life. Most successful human I've ever talked to in my entire life. Probably.
2: Well, yeah, yeah,
0: Yeah, it was a big call. So I rushed to that in rushing. I forgot a lot of things. I forgot the key to the house down here in Tampa. I forgot the garage door opener for the gate to get into the house in Tampa. They were left in the truck because I was running to the airport. So then I hop on a plane after that call went. Swimmingly, I think it went pretty well. (laughs) I'm all pumped up. We get on the plane, no Wi-Fi, no Wi-Fi, no Wi-Fi. Start checking things. Oh my god, forgot, uh, forgot key. Okay, forgot gate code thing. Forgot my suits uh, Forgot everything in the truck So what had happened was We got to this house last night We couldn't get in the gate Couldn't get in the house We had to actually scale the fence We did a full like uh, walk of the place This yeah. place is secure It yeah. is very secure It is secure <laughs> Fortress. There was no doors That we felt we could actually get into Via kicker Because there's just deadlocks on everything Which by the way We are very thankful to know now So we had to wait around till the owner of the house had to drive (laughs) over here numerous keys didn't know which key was this house key it was just extra keys basically it was a fucking shit show but guess what it all worked out it all worked out the zito production still working we had a power outage in this thing i guess we potentially blew some circuits i mean boys things are really looking up for us down here in tampa i hope the same for you digs gumpy how's hammered Don been at four o'clock are you guys still hitting winners or not
3: uh, is 51 and 28 on the MLB season plus 17 units good? I'll ask you, Pat. Well, I
0: mean, I do believe that would be considered a money making operation down there. 51 and 27. Will that continue or is this just pure blind ass luck by the COVID cowboy and the Canadian footy master?
3: It's going to continue and it's going to continue tonight. But once again, it's not about me, Pat. It's absolutely not about me. Pat, uh, Gumpy's the better, better. <laughs> he's no. got an absolute lock it's tonight good guy <laughs> what's your lock
0: Gump? we got a lock out of a- now listen I think if you two are both on heaters right now we should be celebrating that we're in a state right now actually hold on Gumpy hold that thought this is pretty big news yeah. it was announced this morning Florida is going to have legalized mobile sports gambling yes. uh, it is going to have to be run through I believe a tribe I forget yep. which exact yep. one but it'll be run through a tribe Seminole. Uh, the Seminole tribe yeah. okay it'll be run through that. it'll be like the uh, here we have the entire tweets these are good news florida is about to have legalized mobile sports gambling it is going to look a lot different than anywhere else i believe daniel wallach who is a man who gets shit done yeah
1: moving shaker at
0: Mm -hmm. wallach legal is his twitter account Rumored details on the florida gambling deal tribe run sports betting okay so that that, i think that is why that was in my head it's a 60 40 rev split between paramutuals
1: there's no way i said that right (laughs) i mean it sounded right. paramutuals
0: uh, like paramutuals and tribes on sports betting conducted at uh, paramutuals facilities no prohibition on permit transfers no idea what that means that's either is nucky thompson getting involved in this shit potentially <laughs> paramutuals can keep designated player card games but can't add games uh florida may be on the verge of comprehensive gambling deal go ahead and scroll down uh, the Seminole Tribe would also be allowed to build out additional casinos. Its Hollywood, Florida property on its Hollywood, Florida property, less than five miles from this guy's home. Okay, Daniel, yeah. get out Daniel, Daniel. Daniel. Daniel, Daniel. And can either do it themselves or with partners. Go ahead and go down. Uh, Florida uh, sports Bettors would be Florida sports betters would be able to wager with the tribe anywhere in the state through Hard Rock Digital. Okay, this is a big one now. The new compa- uh, compact. The new contract, I'd assume.
2: Yeah.
0: Ah, Dan. Dan. The new contract would permit the tribe to negotiate with just one other skin to offer mobile sports betting. This is more uh, restrictive than New York is currently, and that one is currently up in arms on how it's going to be run. Now, we're hearing Ohio is whether it's going to be through the lottery or the gaming commission, which we all probably believe that should be the gaming commission, not the lottery, but Mm -hmm. what the fuck do any of us know? Nothing, literally, at this point, because we're so early in this game, but all I know is there is only room for one other skin in the whole entire state of Florida, which is growing rapidly, both by uh, citizens uh, uh, in infrastructure. This city, this state, I think, is blowing up. Yeah. I think within the last year, we can all agree with that. That one other skin that Fandle is probably up for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's obviously DraftKings is going to be up for. Yeah. So- Penn's going to be up for it. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a lot of interest. That might be, when it's all said and done, a trillion-dollar skin.
1: Yeah, Could Think be. about
0: that. At least. So we obviously read this tweet from Wallach. Now, we- Wallach spelled compact instead of contract. Okay, so we, we don't. We're not 100% sure. We love Wallach. We like his work. We looked oh, yeah. up some of his pictures. Look like he is a dialed-in focused yeah, guy. straight shooter. He's going to get the job done or whatever. So we don't know him that that well. We're assuming that this is right. I texted the FanDuel folks, I'm like, Got to get your ass to floor. Yeah, hey, listen,
1: I, Yesterday. I, I don't know whose hands
0: need to be, you need to get in. That is going to be very, very competitive. That is going to be something that continues to happen as these more and more states open up because the government gets to control now, okay, who gets to play the games? Yeah. So that is why all the lobbying that has to happen that whenever people from other states say, hey, get Fanduel in our state, what the hell's going on? It's like, hey, listen, I agree. I want to let you know. And I assume Fandle is like, let's go, let's get in there. The amount of shit that has to happen with the people that are up there controlling the strings is very expensive i assume it's very i assume it's a very long conversations Mm -hmm. and right now whoever is the one deciding what the one other skin is going to be is living a very lavish life oh yeah i mean their life right now is absolutely beautiful that lady that man whoever's making that decision is getting pampered yes. with gifts right now to make a decision on who that is that is going to be very expensive now you have to assume that after they franchise one skin to somebody and they make an immense amount of money that they'll move forward in a couple months maybe six months and have a change of heart and be right. like all right all right, we'll give enough. i guess yeah. <laughs> i guess i guess we'll do that again so you have to assume at some point it'll open up a little bit more but that's Pretty big news down here in Florida This is a large state I wonder what's going to happen with Texas now Uh, California I've heard that's going to be tough too Because of potential tribe type situations Like what's going on down here in Florida But hopefully the entire world Will kind of start to open up But Florida has to Vandal has to get down here to Florida
4: Well especially when you know Congressman Gonzalez came on And he threw out two years Like it was two weeks What was that all about? This is going to take a long time Unfortunately
0: What was that? No it wasn't about that
4: That was about marijuana Marijuana yeah That was about But they're throwing around mm, these days
0: marijuana smoke yeah that's what he was talking about yeah uh, medicinal is legal down here by the way yes it is uh-huh. half your resident have to have a card obviously mm-hmm. we're not residents on not have a card, so we would never smoke. never we'd never smoke dope down here no rather whether it was recreational or medicational yeah can't do it can't yeah. do it because we're not but we're saying if you are here you can smoke dope what's going on zito uh, they're saying that compact is actually a deal with a tribe Okay. So, oh, so, Daniel, so, so we should have 100% yeah. faith. <laughs> so I was a lawyer. Sorry about that, Daniel.
1: <laughs> Some sort of legalese. This guy is very smart. Hey, Daniel. Sorry about that, dude. Sports
0: <laughs> ditch, man. And as I was reading it, it did not sound good coming out of my mouth, but that's because I've never had the high end level conversations you've had, Daniel. I apologize for that, pal. The lack of trust or whatever. But uh, back to your point this state. Is potentially going to make so much money off of sports gambling. Yeah, Yeah. this tribe uh, that is uh, going to be handling the the who passes out, who gets a chance to operate here, is going to make so much money. Sports gambling, alongside recreational marijuana, is going to be the thing that really just turns this entire country back into like a super booming operation, a profitable one. I I mean, it's going to the the marijuana thing. It's it's going to happen. Right? We all know it's going oh, yeah. to happen. When Gonzo said that two years thing, it's going to take two years, but, uh, but yeah, it's going to get done or whatever. It's like, that is so long, but in the grand scheme of things, people have been trying to do this for like, what, 60, 70 years. Oh, he trying to get marijuana legalized and it just hasn't yeah. happened. So we can wait another two years, but God damn it, hurry it up over there. Gumpy, if the people in Florida were able to bet tonight or in the near future, Dig said you had an absolute lock. What is it? And how are we doing? Are you still betting well? Are you still a hot gambler?
3: Yeah, always, my friend. Hey boy, <laughs> uh, what, I, I hate to do I hate to do this to you, Ty, but the Yankees right now are a stink. dumpster fire. Oh, really? And you they got Domingo Hermain on the mound tonight, who's zero two with a nine ERA. Nice.
5: Cleveland has
3: Savali going. He's three and zero. He's given up two earned in his last twelve. You give me the Indians first five at minus one fifteen. I am. Hammering I it, I I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh Oh,
6: I, I, you can. I, I you
3: can What's that? This isn't this isn't a Washington I mean the- football team operation.
4: Yeah, you can't. But their their logo yeah, well, was disbanded. Yeah, tell
3: that to chief Wahoo. Well, that stupid city up there hasn't made up their mind yet. Whoa, so. whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa! We don't mind. But isn't isn't the reason? <laughs> now we were just talking about tribes, and I feel like in our history we should have learned more of this. But this is something I heard pre Google. The the term Indian came about right because they thought they actually were in India yep. or whatever, right? And then now that we're way past the, yeah. like hey we we they were not. No, they no. they were not. Native American, right? Is the, I believe is, the so. uh-huh. is the most like I think like uh like
3: preferred nomenclature. Cool.
0: Like it also it's <laughs> like the, it's like the cooler like the Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I've been I've been to a lot of uh, Tribes, casinos, I, I feel like I've encountered a, 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 a few in my life here and getting a chance to chit-chat, cool fucking people, dude. Oh, yeah. Cool, cool people. And then, obviously, as you learn more and more about our history, it's like, oh, man. Huh? I mean, I was not here. I didn't no. know anybody that was, but fucked up. They got a So the So, the, go ahead. You are 100% correct. Christopher Columbus thought he was showing up in India. And that's why you call them Indians. That's see, that's why I heard that long
1: time ago. (laughs) And I kind of stopped (laughs) it. If we know anything, Columbus is not the guy to be. (laughs) (laughs) Columbus Uh -uh. was a stooge. Yeah, he was kind of a scumbag. Yeah, well, he's stooge too. That's why
0: everybody (laughs) said the world was flat. He's like, nah, Uh -uh. I'm fucking going, dude. I'll show you. I'm going, bro. I often wonder, like, do you think he was trying to, like, escape a marriage or something? Like, why was he so dead set on potentially sailing off the edge of the earth?
4: Maybe he got boozed up one night. He's like, "I'm done with this shit." Why let's was he? Let's head east. Why
0: was he west? I believe, but
4: let's head west. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not 100 percent sure, but yeah. I wonder what. Something had to go down. You know what I mean? I was. What made him just be like, "No, no, it's not flat. It's not ending right there." Because wasn't it? I mean, I should have studied more. I guess, and that has been pretty apparent throughout listening or watching to this show that that it did not happen or whatever but didn't everybody think that it was over there? Oh yeah. yeah. So pretty something much. had to get him over the edge to be like literally I'll go over the I I'll, I'll do it.
1: I'm I'm guessing that what we've been taught is not exactly how it shook <laughs> out. I'm guessing that he noted scumbag. He probably had like a shitload of gambling debts and had to get the hell out of there. And they were gonna behead him with the guillotine the yeah. next day. All
3: like, right, he, I'll he was, go. Yeah. Jeez, Pat. He was a uh, he was a greedy prick. He was going to find that spice money. There, there's no more than that.
0: He's gonna try to get that spice, dude, down there. And that's why yeah. whenever he he landed in America, well, where did he went? He came through the islands too first, right? Didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Caribbean, the
4: Dominican, yep. down there, yeah. Allegedly. Now, Alleged, who, who the fuck
0: knows, dude? <laughs> well, who, he, we just found out. He just thought he went east first. Yeah, well, hey.
2: Back then,
4: they didn't even have an east or west. They had north and south, you know? Anyways, tonight. It, it was
5: the West Indies.
4: The West, west Indies. Indies. There it is. Okay,
5: so he definitely. And he was actually going to Indonesia, not India. <laughs> oh, well,
0: hey. We were close, though. I feel like we were pretty close. <laughs> yeah, so. pretty close. It's right there. Hey, what, that right. what were they doing? Were they following the stars? Like, how do they even know where the fuck they're going? They just run into stuff? Mm-hmm.
5: Nick. Oh, yeah. Star maps. Cartographers had a couple maps, but it was like, you know, hey, I'm going to try and sail off the edge of the world. I don't believe that there is an edge of the world. I'm going to keep going. So I'm going to find a way west. Do we settle on west? We yeah, 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 west. west. yeah, it is west. Yeah, yeah it is west. Tell like, them where you're standing.
0: Now, so, so this is kind of like a, uh, you know, the settlers and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like whenever they just decided to go left, they had no clue what was over there. Nope. No, none. And back then, I used to there were some hilarious tales of what potentially existed. You know, oh, like, yeah. the Loch Ness monster was probably uh-huh. already in something yep. Sasquatch. I assume had already began. And these people were like, yeah, it's going to be better than whatever fuck we're going through right now. <laughs> I we're- mean,
1: they were under the impression that every person that was going out there was going to like Dead. find a gold mine and just be, yeah, rich but for somebody the rest had of their
0: to life. go once, right. To tell oh, you yeah. that it was there oh, yeah. for sure. I'm so talking about, you. I'm talking, what's that? Sakakawea, which is also a pronunciation of Sacagawea. Yes, which, by the way,
4: I mean, but we have clarified that it is pronounced Sakagawea. <laughs> <laughs> just make sure that there we go. Don't. So this is allegedly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, you know just looked up on the LED board behind us. This is allegedly where he went, Christopher Columbus and the boys. uh I mean, who knows any of this yeah, shit? I thought they were more what north. Do you think they grabbed? A, do you think they grabbed a map and just? I think we. Uh, oh, we're right we're, here. <laughs> hey, <dude>. Who knows, <laughs> dude? All right, um, let's talk about some more sports. So you're talking to Cleveland Native Americans first five over the New York Yankees. Gumpy is who you're locked into.
3: You got it, pal. All comes back to sports. Pat, we got one more that both of us agree on, too, if you don't mind. Oh,
0: I would love to. Hey, listen, if you guys are handing out free money to those that can gamble, let's hear it, Hammered Down Boys.
3: So the dogs have been barking this season, okay? If you bet $100 blindly on all the dogs, you'd be up $4,700. And we got a dog barking for you today, pal. I woke up today, and I was like Joseph Gordon-Levitt in that movie where they were flapping in the outfield.
0: Uh, Oh, angels. Angels Uh in the
3: outfield. Yeah, the Angels are a dog today, plus a half on the first five line. And I looked into the outfield. Otani was flapping his wings. Oh. Trout was flapping his wings. Uh. Rendon was flapping out there. Oh. Plus, a, plus a half, first five, Angels versus Stros, who are one and nine in their last ten. One and five at home, first five. Angels book him as a pup today.
0: Okay, you're saying, Diggs, you're saying, Ota- is Otani pitching or is he just DHing?
3: Just DH, and he pitched uh, a couple days ago. He's been hitting bombs. So he'll have two yeah.
0: home runs today. At least.
3: At least. At least two homers there.
0: Okay. Uh, we have a call with Schrager in four minutes. know, just gave me Hanson. Right? <laughs> 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 Got to get him out of here. What was that for? <laughs> uh, that, was, that was beautiful. Actually. What, you, what you did there was a perfect, it was a perfect good for you. Okay, and Gumpy, is that the one you agree with as well? This Why are the Astros 1-9? and nine, Why are they favored by a half a run in the first five? What's going on over there in baseball?
3: The kid they have pitching, he's been up and down from the minors, but when he does come up for a start, he's been lights out. So he is a good arm, but Alex Cobb for the Angels is steady Eddie.
0: Okay, so this is free money. Thanks, Amber yeah, we go, hey, baby boys. One week from today, we will get to witness dreams come true. We'll get a chance to experience as a football fan universe... Teams making moves that they think will affect their organizations for the next decade or so. Players will be invested in. Teams will take risks. Moves will be made. Money will be made. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now to chat about that and everything else going on in the football world. Emmy-nominated host of Good Morning Football, ladies and gentlemen, Peter Yeah!
7: Everyone Schroeger, how are you, pal? I'm doing awesome, man. Congratulations on all the success. I couldn't have been more happy to see the announcement last week. And knowing that way back when, probably 2017, you stepped on to the Fox NFL Sunday set. It was me, you, Jacob Ullman, Tony Gonzalez. You're like, this is uh, Pat McAfee. I'm like, I know who Pat McAfee is for the brand, dude. And you loved me. We gave a big hug. And now look at you. I'm so happy for you.
0: Shregs, I do appreciate that because, you know, a couple of the Fox people there, they felt uh, they had no idea who the fuck I was. right? Like, So everybody that was on air, which was very dope, because I was walking around with some executives, I think, of Fox. And I don't know if they were thinking about signing me. They weren't. I mean, now I get to be at Fox, which I'm very pumped about, very thankful for. But at the time, they didn't know who I was. So we go on the the set. You were there. Colin was there. Uh, yep. There was a bunch of people. Everybody was coming up to me like, you were very nice to me. You made me look so good you made me look so good there's these people had no idea why i existed and like colin even came up and colin was like hey listen man uh you should come work with us it would be very cool if you were here and i was like thank you colin and i was walking with people who had no idea who the hell i was i was like uh that is so nice of you you have no idea now i didn't get a job but now i'm there i can't i'm very dude, th- thankful to be a look, part of the fox team with you
7: uh, no doubt but like you know one thing i'll give you a lot of credit for we get athletes coming through current players all the time on all these sets and it's like Here's this current or former player, and this is what I do. And then they show up with the job, and they put the suit and tie on, and they're talking about the 3-4 scheme and why this fits in a in a Matt Eber defense. Pat, you've always been yourself, Thank you, and sir. it's worked out. I'm telling you, you are Thank such you, a unique maverick in this thing and that you do your thing. And it's like, I'm going to do it my way, and if you're into it, great. But I think the fans have watched, the fans have listened, and I think it's all worked out. Just fine for you. Well,
0: thank you, Shrags. You as well, by the way. And and I'm lucky to have a team with me. My boys are absolutely incredible. That Good Morning Football Show that you guys have is incredible. I talked to Kyle Brandt about. It. We are legit fans yeah. Yeah. at the show. We watch it every single morning. Uh, so incredibly happy for you guys, the show, everything. How did you get here, Shrags? Like we were, we try to figure that out a lot, right? Like Kyle Brandt, we know his story. Okay, he was in the real world. Yep. He was. He he was in Rome, and he was a soap opera, and he was a, a Princeton running back, and obviously Burleson and, and Kay crushes, uh, but Schraggs, you've become this insider, source, kind of know everything at, about what's going on in the football world. How did we get here, Schraggs? How did you get to this spot, I wonder?
7: I'll give you the, the, the longer-ish version without boring your viewers. But I didn't go to a sports broadcasting school. I wasn't – um, No, my dream wasn't to be play-by-play for the New York Yankees. My, my dream was to, to follow whatever I could do to get my foot in the door on sports TV. I loved watching SportsCenter as a kid, and I was like, all right, I don't know if I've got the skills to be the anchor. I don't think i could be play-by-play. I'm never going to be the ex-player. So, I was like, I'm going to try my hardest to get as many sources around the league. And, like, literally, like, I was sleeping on couches, like, going to Mobile, Alabama, like, calling up different coaches, being like, I crashed in your in your hotel room in 2007 and 2008. I knew McVeigh when he was 26 and 27. And we'd go to the Senior Bowl and be like, let's just drink all day and get to know each other. And <laughs> who knows what happened 10 years from now? Like, just complete hustle and grind. And then, uh, by the, the way that fate works, and thank God it happened, but they put together this show and they're like, we want, an insider, but we don't want the shirt and tie insider. We don't want the guy who's always on his phone. We kind of want someone with a personality and you've been recommended. So the guy's name was Michael Davies, who was the producer of, of Good Morning Football and put me on a table with Nate Burleson, who I covered as a player and always loved. Kyle Brandt, I used to go on the Jim Rome show and Kay Adams, who I hadn't met. And we all kind of get along and it's a lot like your crew where there's inside jokes, it's an ongoing dialogue. And if you tune in on a Tuesday, you're going to want to tune in on Wednesday to see how it all worked out from what the conversation was on Tuesday. But yeah, like I didn't, this was not an easy path or a usual path. I was freelance sports writing on my own blog and on other sites for like 10 years before getting actually validated by the hey, sports man. media guys of the put on TV. That's
0: awesome, good for you man. I did not know that, I'm happy I just, I'm happy I asked that because we're trying to figure out whether or not you would feel disrespected by that and we have a tendency of doing that but it's just genuine curiosity because I no, feel like bro. it's an awesome thing to get to that level, you know? It's, hey, a, it's a lot of, college,
7: of work. I didn't have a job and I want to do this stuff so I was freelance writing for ESPN but at the same time, this is kind of crazy now, To talk about this. This is like 2004. I was working at a hospital in New York City as like the PR guy for doctors. And what does that mean? (laughs) It means like, all right, there's this crazy new drug that comes out from one of the pharma companies. Eli Lilly has a new thing. Like, we need some doctor to comment on what it is. I would hustle and call like the local news stations and be like, you should speak to this cardiologist. He's really good and really (laughs) great. And like, you know, channel four news, three seconds. So, dude, anyone at home watching and who's a fan of yours, like there is no straight path. And actually now the way the world is like, I would almost encourage you to go try other things before you just do the journalism school and then go straight from one step to the next and do the traditional way.
0: Yeah, I think the plug in place model is one that's uh, continuing to change abruptly right in front of people's eyes. And I don't think a lot of people know it, but they'll learn it quickly. Uh, I think the Good Morning Football crew Uh, And whoever, you you said Davies is a part of that embassy row. I did. I I met Davies. Davies, cool guy. He put me on the air for 30 minutes with no sound, but he's a good guy. Very, very nice guy. I actually was very impressed chatting with him. That show was awesome. I'm happy they realized that, by the way. I'm happy that that was an actual forethought. That's very good news. Let's let's talk about next week and something that you guys have been talking about a lot, as we all have, obviously. The draft is coming up. And Tregs, you released your mock draft uh 2.0 on 420 shout out to you we got a little bit stoned and read through it or whatever <laughs> now whatever you're making these mock draft shrigs are is this from like your conversations with people and who you think they're yeah. going to take or is this like you ranking people on how you no, feel they no, should no. go
7: no one gives a no one gives a hell what i what i what my rankings are um the truth is like that's what makes mine different and i try to take pride in that i'm at I'm gonna brag a little bit here, but annually I'm one of the most accurate, if not the most accurate mock draft, and mine is not because. Here's what I would do at pick three. I've never watched a second of tape. I don't. I don't do it. I don't grind the tape. I don't scout. I couldn't tell you about hip flexors and movements. I just have a phone with every important contact at most teams, and I just pester and I berate and I try to get as much information as possible. And what you say? What you notice is, I'll put out a mock draft. And it might be some stuff that doesn't make a lot of sense, and immediately I'll get twenty different texts, calls from GMs around the league, being like, "Ooh, so where'd you hear that from?" And we, I actually see it this way: and wait, you didn't include Oziz Ojalari from Georgia. He should be the second pass rusher. He's not even in your mock draft. Or I'll get a call and say, "Hey, be careful with Rondell Moore. He's five foot seven. Yeah, he's good, but like five foot seven, he might not be a first round pick." So. By the time I get to my last mock draft, which is next week, I think there's a lot of credence I take in it. I take a lot of pride in it, Pat. I'm always working on it. And for the most part, I feel like I'm usually pretty much in the vicinity and I'll have a couple guys in there by the final mock draft that no one else does, and they typically go in the first round. Okay, Shrags. I appreciate hearing that by the way, because that now, listen,
0: going forward, we always talk Shraiggs about how we don't we don't have the text message to GMs. Right. Uh, by the uh, way, yeah. shout out to you doing senior bowl putting in the work to get to know these people and getting that information. I don't watch all the film either. I have no idea who a lot of these people are now granted top 10. I know who they are, but a lot of them are. So we, we have to pick and choose who we follow for our particular opinions if we're to give some it's nice to know that this is one that we can rely on here Mm -hmm. it's nice to know that Trevor Lawrence going one that's locked in even though bulky said they've had some calls about one they think they're okay Two, Zach Wilson when did this happen straight when did Zach Wilson become the overall number two instead of Justin Fields because it felt like that Justin Fields at number two was locked in immediately upon the Jets winning that game whenever they no longer had number one pick it's like well now the Jets get Justin Fields How did that change happen so much and when did this guy Mac Jones skyrocket over that is that the the potential uh photographic memory thing that everybody's obsessed with or the incredible year he had in an NFL type offense last year how did those two things happen there
7: quickly on number two I just hey I I don't put things out there and I've been having Zach Wilson to the Jets for quite some time even before Darnold was traded so I'll just leave it at that number three is the one that I'm getting a lot of heat from and this one really comes from the San Francisco fan base where it's like, it just doesn't make sense to us. Mac Jones, you don't trade up two first round picks to get there. I've gotten in, not heat, but I've gotten a lot of people saying like, you know, you shouldn't be putting that out there unless you know that. I don't know that. I could tell you this. I know that San Francisco went to Trey Lance's pro day on Monday and were blown away. And those guys really were impressed. And Trey Lance's parents were on site and like Trey Lance has been really, really incredible in these meetings. I just feel reading the tea leaves that as of right now, a week out, I think it's Lance or it's Mac Jones. And I think when it's all said and done, Mac Jones is a sure fit. I don't think Justin Fields, I haven't heard much Justin Fields to the Niners other than the stuff that Vegas is saying and some other blogs and stuff. But around the league, it doesn't come from the Niners. It comes from other GMs and coaches. Their feeling is it's either the sure thing in Mac Jones, and it might not be a sure thing, but at least the guy that's a finished product that we've been watching or it's the complete unknown and the possibilities of Trey Lance. But Justin Fields right now does not seem like that's what I'm hearing with the 49ers. Trey
0: Lance, let's go, dude. Okay. Hey, bring the mom and dad out to pro day. Come meet (laughs) Shanahan. Come meet Shanahan. We're going to coach Beck. Kyle Pitts at number four at the Atlanta Falcons. This is obviously as long as the Falcons don't trade right, or do you think they're pretty locked in on Kyle Pitts, which would be the third top five tight end drafted since 1950, I think, or something like that, 1960. Sixty-one was Ditka, seventy-three was, um, seventy-two was another tight end. That's on me. And there hasn't been another tight end drafted top five since then. Kyle Pitts, everybody said is a lock to be an All-Pro. You see him going to the Falcons. This is, or do you think Falcons potentially move?
7: No, look, early on, everything I was hearing was quarterback for the Falcons. And then as of late, I've been hearing Kyle Pitts. I'm sorry, I'm terrible with this FaceTime. For no, me. you're doing I'm, great. I'm you actually look trying, good. Bro, trying, trying, bro. And your arm's going to um, be tired, too, so early we appreciate on, I mean, you. Quarterback, honestly, and then just recently, yeah, I've heard a lot of Kyle Pitts. But I wouldn't be shocked if they go quarterback at number four. With the feeling being, new coach, we don't expect to ever be up here in the top five again. We want to be good. We're not expecting to have this opportunity again. There's a guy we like, but... Kyle Pitts universally is considered the best non quarterback in this draft and will likely be the first non quarterback taken.
0: Okay, so then we got Sewell, the offensive tackle to the Bengals.
7: Shout out to them. I'm wavering, Pat. I'm wavering on this one. I put this out there, and this is the whole thing. They got to protect Joe Burrow. Have they to. have to protect Joe Burrow. They Dude. have to do that. Everything I thought was protect that knee, protect that knee. The information I've gotten since I put this mock draft out last 48 hours is it could very well easily be Jamar Chase. And it's not that Burrow's been banging the table for his college teammate. Right, it's just good, that okay. Jamar Chase is that much of a prospect. Okay. It's a good problem to have. Yeah. Oh, well, let's,
0: let's make sure we keep Joe Burrow afloat, though. Yeah, you know, maybe for an entire season. Then Jamar Chase, okay, which everybody's talking about. He's going to be insane. He's pumped up about the single-digit numbers, okay. Then Jalen Waddle going mm. to the Arizona Cardinals. Now, that was something that came out that they were looking to move or maybe go get a big-time wide receiver. Now, is that because Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, Kymen, the boys over there, they see what's going on at the top of each conference? AFC, a lot of weapons. That's how you win. NFC, Tampa Bay, a lot of weapons. That's how you win. Are they just trying to load that thing up because they see the trends everywhere else, or do you think it's just best available player at this point?
7: No, I've got them trading up. But you know what? If it doesn't work out, I still think they would go offense, even if at 16. You know, a couple names to watch for them. If they can't get all the way up there, they would love to have Waddle and Smith. And I could just say it honestly. They're looking to give Kyler every possibility he can to succeed, and it means surrounding him with weapons. Aaron Rodgers would love that.
1: Yeah, he sure would. Imagine that. Aaron Rodgers would love that.
7: I'm sure you've met him. is one of the coolest GMs that you'll meet, and Cliff is as smooth as it comes. And they're pretty straight. Up and that they want to give Kyler a chance to succeed. I'll give you a name, though, at 16, and I think this might shock a lot of people, but everyone wants to talk about offensive line, and that's a very good possibility if one of those top guys, Slater or Darisaw, slips. But this doesn't come from Arizona directly, but just my feeling, they just want weapons, right? Weapons. I wouldn't be shocked at 16. They're the team that takes a Najee Harris or a Travis Etienne. I, I just think they're going to give him everything he can have. And can you imagine a backfield with Kyler and Najee Harris and then you've got DeAndre and Kirk and you've got AJ Green like I think Cliff and Kyler, they're going to do everything they can on offense to maximize Kyler Murray while wow, he's in A, prime health, and B, on that rookie contract.
0: Okay, and last one here before we let you go, we can't thank you enough for uh, straining this your arm cool. holding his FaceTime up the entire time. The Carolina Panthers with Justin Fields, even though they just signed Sam Darnold to the fifth-year thing for $15 million guaranteed next year or whatever the hell it is, he said and they said it sounds like that's a relationship they would like to be forever. They thought it was going to be like that with Teddy too, so is this just you know them potentially? Kind of like hedging their bet a little bit on Sam Darnold, you think, or do you just think it's uh why do you think this potentially is the case?
7: This one made a lot of news because people read this mock draft and they're like, wait, Schrager has into I- Tepper is an aggressive owner, Matt Rule is an aggressive coach, and Fitter is in his first year as general manager. Here's how I looked at it: they haven't given Sam Darnold an extension. They went aggressively after Matt Stafford, offering the eighth overall pick and a future first-round pick to get him, did not land him. They wanted to at least engage in conversations over to Sean Watson before that situation went the way it did. So Darnold, they got for a second, a fourth, and a sixth. They haven't given him a long-term extension. They're paying next to nothing for him now. My whole thing is, if Fields was their number one or two quarterback going into this thing, and he's sitting there at eight? Guys, like I'm a new GM, I got a a really aggressive owner who wants to win, and I'm Matt Rule who knows all the college guys. I don't think it's he rip up your draft board because he got Sam Darnold for next to nothing.
1: Wow. Ty, go ahead. Shregs, we just alluded to him. Uh, do you think the Packers are going to potentially get one of these receivers? I mean, a lot of the mock drafts I'm seeing have them taking one. But as we've seen in the past, you know, they they the Packers do love pissing off the fan base. And it seems mm-hmm. like they're <laughs> not really trying to help out Raj at every turn. Like, what do you see the Packers doing with their pick?
7: Yeah, it's been since 2002 since they took a wide receiver or running back in the first round. trivia question. The that is so is long, Javon, Walker. Yeah, Javon, he Walker. He Javon Walker. yeah, he there got. Yeah, he
0: got it. Go. Hey, he's an owner of the team. That guy That's that it. just asked you the question. He's yeah. been he on does. the he's been on the Packers yeah. ride for a long time yeah. at this point. I'm just getting started, by the way, with my blossoming friendship with Aaron here. I'm a big Packers fan. It's frustrating. It is frustrating the way they operate. Dude. They're so patient. It's like they're old school and everything like that. The game's changing. The league is changing. Are they gonna? So I-
7: Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I gave him Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss, and the response I got was from a GM who knows his stuff and is like, Hey, you can do all you want. It's like, they just, that's not what they do. I'm like, But what's they? I mean, they've been through Ted Thompson. Now it's Goody. Like, maybe you do give Aaron Rodgers a weapon. It's not the craziest (laughs) thing to try to support this guy. And at 29, it's not like you're taking it fifth overall. I don't know. And then I'm watching Jeopardy last night. It's Anderson Cooper. No offense to Anderson Cooper. Rogers blows him out of the water. Yeah. If, I'm the Packers, if I'm the Packers, I'm like, I don't want him to be too, too into this Jeopardy thing. Let's at least give him a little bit of joy <laughs> or a carrot here. Let's give him one weapon to have here. I think wide receiver, that is the pick. And between Elijah Moore and Kadarius Toney and Rondell Moore and Terrace Marshall, there is a core of wide receivers that might be sitting there at 29. That make a lot of sense for what Rond- they're looking to do. Rondale Moore potentially go 29 you think overall? I think it's a little early. He's yeah, 5 yeah. foot 7. He, he there's a lot going against him, but I mean, he is a weapon and yeah. I think if he doesn't go in the first round, he's certainly an early day 2 pick. I hope he goes somewhere, you know. Yeah. That we get a chance to meet him. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. We
0: had him on the show. It was a four minute was convers- cool? it was a four minute conversation, Shrek. It was the worst conversation I've ever been a part of in my entire life. Ah. Just just nothing. One word? Yeah, it was pretty much like it Yo, may, Pat, maybe he was scared. Maybe yeah. he was scared, Shrek. Have maybe, the, you know, have you all do... the
7: prospects on right, like, yeah. and then like you get him on TV and they're a 19 year old kid who doesn't talk, and you're like, all right. Could- like, I, I, like, what do we do? I'm well, like, and do we do?
0: and by the way, they're also scared to death that anything they say is potentially going to yeah. jeopardize a dream that they've been working for <laughs> for so long. It's like that we get we're getting pitched now a lot of rookies to come on the show, Tell and I'm like, dude, stay away. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm, I'm <laughs> like. Listen, I don't want you to say anything to fuck up your dream. After you get drafted, let's have this conversation or whatever. It's not on them. Hopefully, we'll have Rondell Moore back. I did not know he was potentially a first rounder though. That is good for Rondell Moore.
7: Potentially, I mean, that's a reach. Well, you said it, not me,
0: dude. Yeah. It was you, Pete. It was you. What, was it? Hey, Pete, what do you want? I don't watch the tape. I don't know. <laughs>
4: hey, me neither. Connor, what do you yeah, have? Yeah, Pete, in that mock draft, you also have Devontae Smith going to New England at 12, which means they're yeah. trading up and getting a wide receiver. Is there any worry about his weight at all with teams? And also, do you see the Patriots trading up no matter
7: what? Uh, I did that because I think there's a huge drop off after the top four pass catchers. That's what everyone's board says, and that's Chase and Waddle, Smith, and of course Pitts. And if you're the Patriots, being uber aggressive and you don't have to give up too much to go up a couple spots to get Nick Saban's favorite wide receiver ever, and you're Bill Belichick, who looks at Saban as a brother, like I thought it made sense. But I I have I literally yesterday picked up the phone because I had heard the one sixty six a few times this week once the medicals came back and everyone's like, look, he's been the skinniest wide receiver on every team he's played for. He finds a way to get open. He's the smartest player you'll see. A technician with his feet. I, I, don't, I don't think you fear technician. about a, a guy in, being Friday. 166 as opposed to 173. You're getting a little bit in the weeds with what he did in the SEC.
0: Trank, the technician with his feet is a good term. I'm going to use that Friday night Smackdown for sure. I'm going to say good. something. It's a it's technician good. with his arms in the ring. <laughs>
7: can't wait for it uh, Shrags appreciate your time man you're the best dude guys I love the show and I appreciate you having me on cool where are you stuff. at you, you stay in New York yeah I'm in Brooklyn everyone else moved out to the suburbs and they've gotten their gated communities I live in the streets I'm in Brooklyn dude
0: It's <laughs> thanks man
7: come
0: people go through many changes as we get older isn't that right oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah for men one of the less fortunate changes is that Testosterone production begins to naturally decrease in the body. Did you know this, AJ? I am aware. For most men, it begins around the age of 30 and testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. My Whoa. God. So if you live to 130, you
1: ain't got shit left. No, you know? Mine is 30. Well,
0: if it starts around 30, this is one of those questions on a test where, you know, begins around 30 In the testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. So does it start at zero or does it start at 30? That's the thing. This is where they can get you.
1: It's one of them damn word problems. This is one of those
0: problems where you're like, "Well, wait a minute. Uh, Which, can I ask a follow-up? Anyways, I was good at those tests because I always viewed it as me versus the fucking teacher. That's right. (laughs) Okay. Their supplement contains vitamin D3, what? Zinc, what? Magnesium, what? Mica, what? And ashwagandha. In a unique blend designed by healthcare professionals that you can't get anywhere else. To learn more about these incredible ingredients, visit GetRoman.com USA. Roman is offering $15 off your first order and will deliver your supplements right to your door with free two-day shipping. When you go to GetRoman.com forward USA, get $15 off your first order plus free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman, forward USA. That's good news. Let's try that stuff. Okay. You. I've been looking for that type of stuff. That's good mm-hmm. That's what I want. Now we know. Hey, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. AJ Hawk will be joining us here in a few moments to chat about all things happening in the sports world at Boston Connors down here in the FanDuel Beach House with me, as is Ty Schmidt. The boys are still back in Indianapolis. Cannot wait to hear from them. There has been some things that have happened on the Internet, though, as this show has gone on today. Obviously, in the first hour, we get a chance to chat alongside Pete Schrager, who gave us his breakdown of his mock draft 2.0 and basically said, "Uh, my mock draft comes from having conversations with people of power in basically every team. Yeah. That's what he said.
1: Whoa. Essentially.
0: He's, he did say people yeah. of importance or people of power at every single team or whatever. So he has to kind of like judge and ride the wave of the intel he's getting from around the league. Now, could it change? Absolutely. But it's nice to know that he is getting his info. He does work on NFL Network. Mm-hmm. He is on Good Morning Football. He told us how he was drinking with Sean McVay whenever they were in their early 20s. Now, not, not that that's that long ago because Sean McVay is so young, but it feels like he has a lot of good relationships. We should start taking his shit a little bit more serious. Absolutely. He's got Mac Jones locked in at three, locked in at three. You can probably get some good money still on a lot of sports books with yep. that. Is that where San Fran's going to go? Do you trade two first rounders for Mac Jones? Potentially, who knows? Joining us right now, ladies and gentlemen, from Ohio, um, an Ohio State legend, a Green Bay Packer uh, icon, ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. Yay, AJ! AJ, did you see
6: us talking to Shregs, dude? I didn't. You know what? It makes sense how he goes about his mock draft, especially hearing you guys just talk about that. Wouldn't that – like, I I feel like he – if he's only talking to the people that are making these decisions, yes, he – you would think he would be very accurate if he has – his sources are, are legit. So, yeah, we should definitely
0: be following Shregs a lot more. I agree with the way he was speaking, by the way. Now, that could all be freezing cold takes with what he said, but he was, he had trades in his mock draft. Yeah. This is what they're thinking about doing. This is what they're trying to do. Teams are thinking about this. The Carolina Panthers uh, having Justin Fields potentially available for them at 8, and then him breaking down how they're not really that invested in Sam Darnold. I mean, they picked up his fifth-year option or whatever, which is awesome. They only gave up a, a 2, a 4, and a 3 or something like that when they were trying to give up an the eight and a couple other things for Matthew Stafford. And he's like, this is not a, this is not a, hey, Sam Darnold's definitely going to be the quarterback for the next five years, which is smart, by the way, because none of us know what Sam Darnold's going to be out from underneath the Adam Gase effect. But I did not expect to hear that Carolina is still very interested in another quarterback. I thought they had that locked in. That was interesting to hear. Speaking of quarterback, another quarterback that you may have heard of, A.J. Hawk, is not happy about a new rule that has been implemented by the NFL. I'm not sure if you have seen this yet or not, but the Instagram story section of Tom Brady's profile has told quite a story for all of us. Tom Brady reacting to the news that single digits will be allowed to be worn by anybody other than offensive line and defensive line. He says good luck trying to block the right people now. Whoa. (laughs) Gonna make for a lot of bad football. He's not serious. I don't know. There's four exclamation points. Sounds serious. Okay, after the good luck trying to block the right people right now. You gotta remember this is a cerebral quarterback. Him, Aaron, there are others, obviously, throughout the NFL that either have done that in the past but are doing it currently. He's trying to see everything. Hey, this is happening over here. Don't be a This is going on over here, identifying this here. He's saying, what, what are we doing? Is this not football anymore? I'm a, listen, I want to let you know if Tom Brady says something, I'm on his side. Look at this. These are his fucking oh, yeah. glasses. <laughs> Boom. Okay, these are his fucking glasses from a guy.
6: Those look a little small on your head, man.
0: Wow. Are you kidding me? Dude, dude you're an asshole. They, oh, are the worst.
6: Dude. Do they reach your ears? Hey, I'm a I'm a fellow big-headed guy. Believe me, I can. it's a hard-fired shape.
0: Yeah, that's why I always do this one, just so it looks like I'm trying for <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm trying for it. Not it. But anyways, great. Okay, the Hokas, oh, great. Come on. The Super Bowl uh uh trophy tosses, incredible. Listen, I'm on Tom's side. If Tom don't like it, I don't like it, AJ. I just want to let you know that right now. I mean, I, I was
6: thinking about it as you're talking. I, I guess, I think... After the first probably three OTAs, he's going to be okay. It's, it, well, if he goes to OTAs or if they have them, But it may look a little weird to see the different numbers at first. But I feel like it's. Are you to saying you Tom over Brady's overreacting? Whoa! <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why are you
6: taking shots at Tom right
0: now? Tom's not happy about this. Tom. I'm not
6: taking shots. No shots taken at Tom. I'm, Tom is doing what he does. You've said Tom is good at the internet. That's what he like. He uh, you team. think
0: he's? You think he wants us to do exactly what we just did right yeah. now? I love that even more. If yeah, that's, yeah even, even better. Hey, good for me. We're having these glasses. If that's <laughs> mine, that's, that's awesome. Have we asked Aaron about, have you asked Aaron about the number changes on whether or not he would hate it or love it or anything like that?
6: No, I never even thought. Me neither. Of any of this. Like, that, oh, this is going to be weird to identify who to block or who. who. Oh, is this guy a nickel? Was that the outside back? I don't know. Maybe 120 pounds difference.
0: Well, the game's changing too. There's no more big fat stooges playing on defense anymore, okay, AJ? Those days are long gone. Now you got to be quick. You got to be agile. You got Isaiah Simmons flying around out there where he's playing. Who knows? He's got the number four on. Where's he playing at? You never know. I'm on. I never even thought this was a potential problem of this whole thing, but I'm also not the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers, if he has a problem with it, too. By the way, I'm going to hate this single-digit thing. If Aaron hates it and Tom hates it, I've never talked to Tom, obviously. But if Aaron hates it and Tom hates it, I hate it, too. Just know that I don't like it. Just cause you I'm- know who hates it? Who? Who?
6: I don't want to cut you off, but you know who's going to hate it the worst is those old school like O-line coaches or people that the breakdown film, coaches that have been in the game
0: 30 years are
6: going to despise this.
0: Who is that? Who is that? Number (laughs) what? Is that a safety? No, he's actually outside linebacker. Outside fucking linebacker. It is going to be, oh, I didn't even think about the old head that has been in football for so long. Whenever they had to learn how to use the XO's, program with the remote it was a nightmare introducing slow motion from the old school projection that they used to have nightmare situation now they're just having that figured out they got people you know slotting things for them they can't even figure out now you're telling them that everything you've ever known about numbers is wrong pal it is i didn't even think about the extra work for all those people but hey it's gonna be so swag that oh yeah they gonna be hey. There's gonna be guys fueling themselves out there, back in those single digits, Connor. Oh,
4: and if Tom hates it, you know Bill's gonna love it. He's probably gonna put every single player on the defensive side underneath the uh, number fifteen.
0: Okay, so real quick, you've bought into the hype that those two definitely. Oh
4: man, I think that every single day they were just button heads, every- day- hating each
6: <laughs> other every day.
0: A spite Super Bowl
6: is oh, so yeah. awesome. <laughs> hey, do that? you think the, do you think they communicated or do you think it was like the weird deal where they don't really speak?
0: Yeah, not at all. Hey Josh, will you fucking tell him? <laughs> <laughs> i gonna strap I up not. his helmet right now. Oh my god. That's going to happen by the way, man. I, I to be honest, I don't know how they lasted that long together. Yes. I have no yeah. idea how it's you know, it's something that is very impressive and we'll talk about it till the end of the NFL, which is hopefully never because our business is pretty Relying upon it. (laughs) (laughs) And I think the NFL knows that too. But I think we'll talk about that forever with how great they were. Right? I don't think anybody will ever be able to do what they did in this NFL era that we're currently in now with 17 games and the way salary caps are doing the thing. I think it's going to be very difficult to have a 20-year sustained successful run at that high level ever again, maybe in any sport ever, ever, ever again. And for Tom to play that long, anomaly. Yeah. Yeah to play that long at a high level anomaly to be able to be able to coexist with another super successful alpha there where you are the two faces basically of the organization that deserves to be given a lot more credit there's a lot of places where it cannot last half as long a quarter as long, and that's just the way it is. Whenever you got real humans involved, and not actual Madden coaches and Madden players that are just a number.
4: Well, and like even just look at you know one ninety nine. I feel like quarterbacks can go third, fourth round, and you know surprise a lot of people. Quarterbacks going in the sixth round, you don't see that often where they come out and just be absolute studs. Like punters, wide receivers, you know, say what you want about that, they can you know make something of themselves and be drafted late. But I feel like a quarterback of his you know caliber, stuff that that doesn't you know that that doesn't happen.
0: Yeah, AJ. The do you think we'll hear more and more stories about those two back there in New England? I assume so. And, and to oh, be honest, yeah. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I'm here. I'm
6: here for it. I absolutely want to hear them. That's because you well, like I... to watch the world burn. But no, we we'll, we will hear these stories. But you have to. I always am skeptical of them because I promise you, we're not going to hear these stories from Tom or Bill anytime soon.
0: Yeah, this is kind of like the Pete Russ thing that was going on yeah. for a little mm, bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Team Three
6: team carol maybe some i don't know maybe some ex-players will come out you think you think any of them will have just stories that they didn't even think were a big deal because it's just how it was day to day and maybe it'll shed some
0: light on what's going on I don't think I I feel like that place is a. honestly I think everybody kind of knows like hey we did something here that was cool let's just go ahead and move on with it maybe I mean who knows the the evolution of content maybe somebody will leak something and it'll get run with forever like when it happened to Aaron Rodgers because a couple people said some things and then all of a sudden that was the narrative for a decade and a half almost Mm -hmm. it's like that could happen I guess but we hope that on this show we're not ones pushing any bullshit narratives we will do our due diligence won't we
1: don't you think that like after ten years or whatever it is, whoever retires first, whether it's Brady or Belichick, like I can't imagine that either one of these guys wouldn't be at the other one's Hall of Fame
0: induction. Both of them will go. They'll shake hands. Yeah. They'll do the whole thing. They'll probably have a sit down interview. We should be trying to get. Ooh, well, it's gonna take a few years. We gotta we gotta get a sports Emmy nom at least.
1: Yeah, true. <laughs> Shit. Imagine if I'm they sure.
0: came on this show.
1: <laughs>
6: hey.
0: It's going to happen. It will happen. Imagine if Bill and Tom shake each other's hands. Two Santa. guests. Two guests. <laughs> what happened? There had to be a day where we loved each other, right? What about wedding day? <laughs> Do a full wedding Not practice? <laughs> I don't think it's like that, though. They've come out very positive for each other, but I think they both understand what it happened was, and it was inevitable. Um, there's another quarterback story that's circulating right now. Uh, Andrew Luck was contacted, allegedly, by the Indianapolis Colts. Was it by Jimmy from the Colts? Probably. Was it by old Chrissy uh, from the Colts as well? <laughs> Chris Ballard? Maybe. But reports are now out of Peter King via the Dan Patrick show. Andrews Perloff tweets this out. The Colts talked to him before they made the Carson Wentz trade. Nothing has come out about what exactly was said, but he had to leave them with this impression that I'm not playing football. And if you listen to my conversation with T.Y. Hilton, when I asked him about Andrew Luck talking to him, I said, uh, you think he's happy in retirement? T.Y. said, happy. Happy Every time I talk to him, he almost makes me want to retire. Yeah. <laughs> so I think Andrew Luck, very content uh, post-football, had an incredible run with the Indianapolis Colts. We all wish it was longer because of how special he was on the field, but he made a decision that I, I feel like is making him the most happy. But I do like the fact that the Colts were like, can we not? I mean, we... Should we not, at least every time we have this situation, go ask if this fucking guy who's a once-in-a-generation talent who's unbelievable maybe wants to play football again, can we go do that? And they're like, yeah, we, we yeah.
1: everybody,
0: everybody shut, shut your computers. Let's fucking drive to Andrew's house right now. <laughs> yep. he, he lives here in Indianapolis. Let's go ask him. And imagine, like, Andrew opening the door. I see him in, like, a robe or something, you know, and his <laughs> family. He's got a, a lot of cool art pieces. Oh, I yeah. assume <laughs> it is designed incredibly. He probably designed it himself. Uh, Andrew, just want to know if you want to come back. No, guys. I, I'm good. Thanks for coming by. Oh, I don't worry. I mean, you got some tea? You want some tea? <laughs> yeah. Like the whole thing, and then they leave. I wonder how long this will continue to happen. But it's smart, obviously, and we probably, you know, assume that they would reach out to Andrew, and now Peter King's saying they definitely did. Would be nice if Andrew was the quarterback of this team, though. I, I just, as a fan of the team.
6: Well, I, if I'm Chris Bauer, the GM, if I'm Jim Ursay, the owner, anybody, yeah, before you make this trade, I would you want to know, like, hey, maybe – what if Andrew had a ty- like a 10% chance of coming back, and he was kind of starting to think about it, and then you make this Carson Wentz trade, and bam, he's like, no, there's no chance. I'm definitely not coming back now. So, yeah, why not reach oh. out, put the feelers out, and maybe he says, I don't know, I'm, I'm a little
0: interested. Imagine Jim just sending gifts over to the house. Like, Brother, look outside. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Rolls Royce sitting out there. Andrew's like, I, I don't want that, Jim. Please take that back. Uh- I'll give it a go get it it tomorrow, brother. <laughs> Sends over another gift over there. And then finally, Andrew's like, Will you, hey, sir, please, I appreciate everything you've done. I am not doing this anymore. He was so good. If Carson can play, and I'm not saying he's he's going to live up to what Andrew Luck is and was whenever he was playing for the Colts, but when Carson walked into that studio, he was a big son bitch. I mean, I, I literally was like, man... He, this is luck. Like this is a luck like build here. You know, like I'm not saying he's luck at all. Okay. Actually, I think might be polar opposite people. The only thing they might share in common is the same build, and they don't mind just being completely away from everybody. Like they are mm-hmm. okay living in their own world. So I think that is something they share. And obviously the physical traits and everything like that, but they seem to be two different humans, but his size. I was just like, damn, I did not expect you to be this big. Then you start looking at some highlights of Carson Wentz. It's like, oh, extending plays, big-time throws, getting hit, making – like it, there is a lot of similarities there. So I would assume, you know, that Andrew probably has a lot of respect for Carson Wentz, but Jimmy from the Colts and Chrissy from the Colts Ballard. And if you can't get – Andrew, I guess with Frank's relationship with this guy, he's pretty fucking similar. Let's see if we can make it a play. I'm happy this move happened at this point. I wasn't always pumped about it, you know, when Matthew was available sure. and Aaron was potentially available at the time. Listen, that was a real conversation. I was a prisoner at the moment. But man, I, I feel good with Carson Wentz being in there until, you know, proven otherwise, which might 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 happen.
1: You would know better than most, but does do, does this in your mind, like parallel what uh, Trevor Lawrence said at all. Like, obviously, Andrew Luck loved football and everything, but like it clearly, it never never defined him because otherwise he'd be back.
0: AJ, we talked about that. Um, I think whenever Trevor Lawrence came out and talked in that Sports Illustrated, the original quotes, which was like, uh, don't need football, mm-hmm, yeah. very happy without it. He's not it's not chip on his shoulder. He's just driven for his passion of the game or whatever. And it was being taken as a very negative thing for the only reason, because if Justin Fields said this or Mac Jones or Trey Lance or Zach Wilson, anybody other than Trevor Lawrence said this, there would be a massive ordeal. Their draft stock would fall. But Trevor Lawrence says this because this is who Trevor Lawrence is. Trevor Lawrence has been the number one recruit since seventh grade yeah. or something like that. Like Trevor Lawrence has been on top of the mountain his entire career, just like Andrew Luck. So it was you know, I think a lot of that got taken out of context and Trevor Lawrence had to put out some tweets and respond to the negativity. It seems as if people are misreading my sentiment. I am internally motivated. I love football as much or more than anyone. It is a huge priority in my life. Obviously, I am driven to be the best I can be and to maximize my potential and to win. I have a lot of confidence in my work ethic. I love to grind and to chase my goals. You can ask anyone who's been in my life. That being said, I am secure in who I am and what I believe. I don't need football to make me feel worthy as person i purely love the game and everything that comes with it the work the team the ups the downs i am a believer in the fact that there is a part of my life this it is i can't read that
1: there is a plan for my life there's a
0: plan for my life and i'm called to being the best
1: i can be at whatever i
0: am doing thanks for coming to my ted talk l o l this is kind of like um you know whenever you drop that line like i am not purely a football player whatever it's like whenever uh you're all dressed up and somebody says, why are you all dressed up? You're like, oh, I just came from a funeral. Fuck you. Just make him feel terrible. That's kind of what he just did. In this thing. <laughs> It's like, yeah, you remember all you, all oh, you were mad at me that I just wouldn't say that I'm only a football player. I'm only a football player. I'm not. Okay. So you can just kind of eat shit basically. And kind of, but I, I, I do understand that if you don't play the part and act as if you're obsessed with everything about it, some people are going to come after you at this point.
6: If I was Trevor Lawrence and he, he won't do this because he, he seems like a humble guy. He doesn't care to, he should say, Hey how do you think I got here? I, I wasn't like, this is my, this was been my mindset forever. Like since from a young age, when I had been the man from then all the way till now, going to be the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. So, Hey, have fun. This is who I am. I'm going to go be successful.
0: Who, he came in his freshman year. Who was the quarterback that they benched? Uh,
6: Bryant he transferred to Missouri
0: He was good of? hey good yeah. g- good quarterback yeah. he was good great yeah. quarterback he comes in, I remember his first game coming in and the announcers got like very excited they had obviously done their research and everything like that and I think one of his first balls was to the left or something it was just like a strike and he had that long hair and I'm like what the hell is this thing and then all of a sudden it was just like the Trevor Lawrence mania began it wasn't as big as the Tebow mania no no and I think that's because Trevor Lawrence didn't didn't really want it to be, you know, he's not going to the draft. I feel like he was a little bit different. Tebow. I, I, I think did not expect the Tebow mania that was going to come. And when it happened, I think he is like a case study for a lot of people. Like, Hey, Tebow was on TV every minute of every day for every single moment he was in college football because he was an incredible sound, but always said the right thing. His teams were great. And it was just like all Tebow all the time. I would assume Trevor Lawrence's people, Andrew Luck's people were the same way like we cannot have that happen with our guys because Tebow got unwanted hate. due to decisions being made by other people Mm -hmm. that he didn't even really know. And I assume Trevor kind of trying to stay in the backfield or in the background a little bit more was on purpose through this whole thing.
1: Well, and with Tebow, too, like, I mean, obviously, Trevor was very successful at Clemson, but I don't think he ever won a Heisman, did he? Nope. He never won a Heisman. He didn't win or they did win a national championship. Mm -hmm. But Tebow, you know, won what, back-to-back Heismans, went to two national championships. So, hold on.
0: If Trevor Lawrence, though, was more media- Giving speeches. I assume he. Probably. You know what I mean? Because Dabo said uh, after that one game, I forget when it was, he goes, uh, listen, and Dabo with uh, (laughs) the drip. (laughs) And then he said, if the Heisman doesn't want to be associated with Trevor Lawrence or something like that, the Heisman's making a massive mistake. (laughs) Basically, is what he said. He was like, he basically gave a speech on the field that was like, this guy right here is about to be a 15-year NFL vet. So if Heisman doesn't want to be associated with that, that's on Heisman's ass or whatever. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? And that, mm-hmm. that was when I think I realized, like, oh, he hasn't want to. I guess he hasn't been a part of this. I think Andrew Luck didn't either, by the way. Right. So, and I don't think Peyton did either.
1: No, I think he no, got second. Woodson. Second. Yeah. yeah. He, he
0: got second. So it's, it feels like – Tebow
6: won one. Tebow did not win two. He won one. Hey, you fucking idiot.
0: I thought he went back-to-back. Back. There's only one. Archie's the only guy that won two. Johnny Manziel almost did. Uh huh. Hey, Johnny Manziel came through and almost won back to back. Remember, he had the blunt sitting on the hot seat. (laughs) Yeah. That's when he became my favorite player. I was watching. (laughs) This guy is out of
2: control.
0: (laughs) He was, he was reckless, but guy- he was awesome to watch in oh.
6: college. Like when I'm, I'm assuming that's the last time you watched Texas A&M play was when Johnny was
0: there. No, I saw Kellen beat before this past year. Mm-hmm.
6: <laughs> Good for you. That's right. Uh, well,
0: I was asked to talk about it on college game day. So I had to, <laughs> and then by the way, that, that segment got cut. I did not talk. about uh, Oh man. Got short. Uh,
1: what are you going to do?
0: Going to need you to talk about South Harmon Institute of Technology. <laughs> okay. The uh, the sandwiches.
1: Here we go. we going
0: to need you to talk about them for 45 seconds or so. Mikey cut down to 15 seconds. Bring the energy, though. We need it.
4: <laughs> they got a running back.
6: I mean.
0: South Harmon Institute. This take- turn the corner. Uh, he's no joke. There's a couple of people that got that reference, and if you did, you love that movie, yeah. just like me. Uh-huh. I absolutely love that movie. Have you seen that movie, AJ? Is that uh, Accepted? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You know it.
2: I,
6: I have seen. It. I need to rewatch it. I don't. I don't know all the ins and outs, but I remember it's good. But who's the main kid? <laughs>
0: Pete Long. He's a kid from that computer. Justin yeah. Long. Pete Long. Good old Pete <laughs> Long. He's good. <laughs> hey, Pete Davidson. You know what I mean? That's yeah. how you can compare. He, they're similar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: Frank. Why
6: Cracker. Pat. I don't know if any of the boys saw this. Did you? I was watching the you know the Jake Paul deal, the fight. When Pete Davidson walked into Jake Paul's <laughs> locker room, oh, he yeah. starts talking to him. They muted like. 10 seconds of them talking. I know there's a delay. What do you think they were talking about?
0: Well, I believe the internet told me that he came in and just asked him immediately about the allegation that happened the day before that. Mm -hmm. I believe Pete Davidson goes, (laughs) imagine, by the way, walking into Team Paul's locker room and just going, so you ever think, uh," and Jake Paul going, right now, you're going to ask about that? I wonder how that whole thing goes. How's that going to play out, by the way? Is that nah, is still happening? Oh, no my. clue. I think so. But I know nothing about it.
4: When he was interviewing Askren, he asked a few questions just completely dumping on Paul. He actually looked at the camera and said, see, what we're trying to tell you kids is that Jake Paul's a terrible fucking person. Yeah, he did that <laughs> yeah. the entire time, by the yeah. way. And
0: I thought Jake Paul was running that thing. So did I. So I don't I yeah. don't know how. I wonder how that whole thing. What's that, AJ?
6: Yeah, I think Jake has a lot of power over that. I I I doubt Pete's there the next time Jake fights. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Speaking of fight, uh, Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather have agreed to a fight on Showtime pay-per-view, which I believe Floyd Mayweather runs for them. Pretty much. That's like his uh, pay-per-view. I think Triller's
6: involved, though, still.
0: No, it's the same day as they're competing against a Triller fight.
6: Are they? Yeah. I saw trailer attached to like a tweet. Okay.
0: Yeah, the trailer attachment is that they're going against. So Logan Paul oh. and Floyd Mayweather will be boxing in an exhibition that will be on Showtime pay-per-view and is planned for June 5th.
1: 6th. 6th? Apparently mm-hmm. it's 6th now. Yep. Let's stick with June 5th. June 6th. Have a little respect. Yeah, for yeah. Christ's sake. Can't do it. D-Day, dude. Yeah, not on D-Day. <laughs> not on D-Day.
0: Come on. Mayweather can't weigh more than 160 pounds for this exhibition, and Logan Paul cannot weigh more than 190 pounds. This will go head-to-head against uh, Tio Fimo mm-hmm. uh, Lopez, who's supposed to be an absolute knockout artist, and George Kimbosis, uh undisputed lightweight title tilt on triller says mike coppinger so they're competing against those two i would assume they're going to figure out how not to go directly against each other so they can maximize the market for both of them but maybe logan paul and floyd mayweather will just say nah we're going to do this whenever we want to because i assume that one's going to get a little bit more eyes and but uh,
6: unfortunately though because it's on showtime it won't be the crazy spectacle will it that the thriller one was with jake it's floyd mayweather's yeah. thing man but you're telling me we're going to have, like, nine performances and nah, Snoop no. smoking weed throughout Man, may- and A.C. Slater there? Hey, maybe
0: they learn from that. Maybe they maybe they learn though. A.C. Slater has to stay. Yes. He will and be C. there. A.C. Slater has to be there, he's obviously. He's a boxer. He boxes. Let him in. Well,
6: he's also A.C. He Slater. Yeah, he maybe wrestled he in Iowa,
1: dude.
0: Uh, what he did at Bayside is really... What I'm saying, yeah. and also in hotels, Yeah, what he has accomplished in every hotel room in the world is something that you need to put his ass on that fight. But whenever we're talking about Bieber doing a four, how much do you think they paid him? A million bucks for that? You would think, I don't know, maybe Bieber gave him a discount, but yeah, I loved it. I thought Bieber did good. They didn't market that Bieber was going to be there. So I guess Bieber's team could be like, okay, they didn't use us to sell it. But immediately upon Bieber performing and starting his performance, I assume there was a lot of people that went over and bought that thing. He probably got pay-per-view buys on the back end of that thing, I'd assume. He's Smart. probably
6: involved. Don't you think he's probably involved with Triller or some company involved? Like He was probably doing some sort of favor to somebody. I feel
0: like the Beebs is a good businessman at this point. I feel like him and Scooter, who Scoot? is hated by <laughs> yeah. a lot of people, are, are, are good business people. I assume he got paid. Mount Westmore, I assume they got paid in that whole thing. There was mm-hmm. a lot of money that went out. They generated, allegedly, $75 million. So there's a lot of money to go around. Ben Askren's got to be pumped to be a part of that. I can't wait to see what they do with boxing and continue to grow that. <laughs> Let you know that we all know that dinner time can be chaotic. Ain't that right, Tyler? Oh, yeah. But with Freshly, it's easy. Their chefs take care of your meals a few nights a week and take the pressure off of
1: you. I love that.
0: Yeah, we're all trying to get in shape and eat right, and Freshly can help. Their delicious meals are designed by nutritionists and cooked by chefs, making it easier to eat better. Ooh, perfect. Are you stressed, tired, or just don't feel like cooking? Food that's fast doesn't have to be fast food. Freshly offers quality meals without the hard work of prepping, cooking, and cooking cleaning freshly offers chef made nutrient packed delicious meals delivered fresh to your door no cooking required grocery shopping and cooking can be a pain in the ass especially right now and with freshly you don't have to your meals arrive cooked and fresh every single week so you can keep your fridge stocked and skip the trip to the
1: store oh i love that i've had the chicken parm unbelievable. They got a chicken parm They in there? got a chicken parm and a steak peppercorn. I mean, there's a bunch of options.
0: And also, I'm reading here, steak peppercorn, sausage baked penne, chicken pesto bowl, chicken parm. And ordering is very easy. You just visit Freshly.com and choose from over 30 delicious, satisfying, better-for-you meals. Wow. That's a lot of options. F-R-E-S-H-L-Y.com. They got chicken parm in there?
1: Oh, yeah. They got chicken parm.
0: Chicken Parm might be my favorite like go-to meal. I love chicken Parm. Love, love it. it. Little noodles on the side maybe. Uh, oh, the penne pasta by the way. Yeah. That they have, obviously. Freshly can fit your lifestyle With a variety of plans And meals to pick from That work for your dietary needs Preferences, tastes And family size And now Listeners can try Freshly For just $6.16 per meal Wow Stop searching the internet For healthy food near me Every night And start living life Freshly Your meals are always Delivered fresh Never frozen And are ready to heat And enjoy in just three minutes With new meals added each week Freshly brings the convenience Of chef-made Nutritionist-designed classics Right to your kitchen Right now Freshly is offering listeners of our show, $40 off your first two orders when you go to Freshly.com forward slash USA. Stop stressing about dinner. Go to F-R-E-S-H-L-Y.com forward slash USA for $40 off your first two orders. That's Freshly.com forward slash USA for $40 off your first two orders. Shout out to Freshly making eating easier, eating healthy, easier, convenient, and also now with $40 off, much more affordable.
1: Can't beat it. Shout out to Freshly. Chicken parm,
0: huh? Yeah, chicken parm. Uh, the boys are here. Connor, Ty, uh, Foxy, Zito behind the camera there. The boys back in Indianapolis. Can't help you enough. How you doing back there, Diggs, Gumpy, Nick? How's everybody doing back in Indianapolis? I heard you all just scurry to the microphones there. I appreciate that. How are things back there?
3: <laughs> I was feet up on the desk doing a little research for Hammered Don later, but things are going great. How much money how much money, show. how
0: much money? are you guys giving away today for the Hammer Don rollover?
3: Today is up to fifteen hundred. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey. hey! We should talk
0: about that. That is something that should be talked about. So the Fanduel Hammered Down Rollover is what digs, and how can people maybe win fifteen hundred bucks today, Thursday, April twenty second, Happy Earth
3: Day. So the Fanduel hashtag Fanduel Hammered Down Rollover is a competition, is a contest that was put together by pretty much your great mind, uh, and I said, hey, that's a that's a great idea, where you put together. A ten leg parlay. So you're gonna put together ten bets. Now digs all win. Diggs,
0: before you go any further. What did I say? A five leg parlay or six.
3: yeah I think it started at four to be honest. Yeah, it
0: started a four leg parlay, then a five leg parlay, then a six leg parlay, then it went to seven, and then people continued to win, so we didn't get a big enough pot. Fifteen hundred bucks is up today. That's why it's hashtag fanDuel Hammered Down Rollover fifteen hundred <laughs> mm-hmm. is what you have to do to get in there. But I wanted that pot to get huge. People are hitting 10, 10 leg parlays now, aren't they?
3: Yeah, we've had probably five or six winners Jesus. of the wow. 10-leg Damn. parlay. That, I think the biggest pot that we gave away was twenty two fifty.
0: And what are the rules here now? And listen, that is insane. Just want to let everybody know that it's absolutely insane. You don't actually have to bet the 10-leg parlay. You just have to tweet the 10-leg parlay. And the odds yes. have to be minus 130 or worse.
3: Yeah, minus 130 or worse. So you could have minus 115, minus 110. You can have any dogs in the plus numbers, but you cannot have minus 131, minus 150, anything like that. So you can't be taking huge favorites. Let's keep it fair. Let's keep it square so you can win the money. Gumpy,
0: you hate these people that win or love them? (laughs)
3: <laughs> no, I love everybody, Pat. You uh, know that. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah
0: okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And by the way, if you hit, you have to resend your original tweet mm-hmm. to at Hammered Down, right? Because we, we learned early that it yeah. was going to be tough to keep track of who wins and who doesn't yeah, win.
3: You resend it, and then I go through and make sure, and I look at the timestamps, and I make sure all your lines were correct and they were all my, on minus 130 or worse. Uh, and we go through. We che- we double-check, and we make sure that it's a – a fair operation. Nah, boy, way to go, go. COVID <laughs>
0: Cowboy. Really finding the words to paint the picture there. We appreciate that. It has been awesome. There's been a lot of entries. Yeah. You could win 1500 bucks tonight. Don't have to, you don't have to bet any of the money. Don't have to be in a legalized state. You just go ahead and tweet out a 10-leg parlay, minus 30. Uh, odds or worse, you could potentially win. Shout out to the hammer Down Boys live. 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. YouTube.com forward slash Hammered Down. Great gambling advice. 51 and 27. And then uh, is what Diggs is on baseball. Mm-hmm. And then Gumpy is like uh, plus 50 units over 6,000 games better yeah, over the yeah. last two months or so. <laughs> yeah. So we appreciate you guys so much. Joining us again, A.J. Hawk. How you doing, A.J.? Doing well. Ten-leg parlays are hitting? Yeah, that's... <laughs> yes. Listen, when I had this idea, this rollover for this thing, you know, I wanted it to grow... Like, I wanted it to be like... FanDuel hammered down, roll over 10,000. Like you know? Powerball. Like I wanted it to be massive. And I knew early there might not be a lot of entries because nobody buys the Powerball until it's like 300, 400 million, even though 80 million would be fucking awesome, by yeah. the way. Nobody really gets in until it's big. So I was like, okay, let's do a five-leg parlay, let this thing build. And then first night, five-leg hit. First night, five-leg. And we're giving away like 100 bucks each night. I'm like, okay, we have to up the amount of money per day, and we need to make it harder. So we go uh, seven-leg parlay. 250 bucks today. Somebody hit the same night, just night after night. It was like, ah, oh, these motherfuckers, who are these? <laughs> yeah. Why are these people not betting for us or with us or anything like that? So it's gone up to a 10 leg parlay, which is impossible to hit. And people are still somehow hitting it. AJ, we're going to have to change it and curtail it a little bit more. I think
6: I guess, is it 10? You can pick like, from any sport, or is there anything specific you have to do? Any
0: any sport that is listed on FanDuel's uh, sportsbook ad, uh, odds or whatever, you don't have to be in a state where it's legal to find those. You can go get those, and you just have to hit 10. Can't do same games, I don't think. Nope. I, I don't think you're allowed to have same games uh, bets in there, so that's the only that's the only other rule or whatever. But I want that thing to get big, though. Yeah, you... and it seems like people are too smart. Anyways, can we move on? Let's talk about something that is currently happening. AJ, you said that... The man who founded these glasses, Tom Brady, okay, alongside Christopher Mm Kluse, who's a Danish designer, made the greatest sunglasses of all time. I mean, these things are unbelievable. He was originally upset about the single digit number said, good luck trying to call out blitzes. And you're going to see a lot of bad football and everything like that. And I said, if Tom Brady don't like it, I don't like it. That's why I said, and AJ was like, well, he's trolling, obviously stirring the pot or whatever. We have a follow up from Tom Brady pal. He is not happy. Tom Brady is not happy about this. And I think we should all take into account what that potentially means. He posted yet again on his Instagram story, dumb, across the top of it then he circles something that basically says approved relaxation there we go approved relaxation of rules of the numbers that players in certain uh positions can wear because of expanded practice squads running backs wide receivers tight ends everything he circled like that he's he points out the new rule and then he goes on to say why not let the linemen wear whatever they want to why have numbers shit just have Keller jerseys. <laughs> Why not wear the same number? This is dumb. At NFL, at NFLPA, he is not happy. You've heard a lot of people pumped up about their swag potentially getting lifted through the roof. Tom Brady said, "This is uh, this is." This is um, Are we about swag or are we about the goddamn game? That's what Tom Brady... Are we worried about the game or are we not worried about the game? I saw some people tweet me because I tweeted out the video of if Tom Brady ain't happy about it, I ain't happy about it. Like, right. listen, Tom Brady, if he, if he, I'm not happy about it either. I'd, I'd be interested to hear what Aaron Rodgers thinks. He probably does not care, by the way. It seems yeah. like that is not something Aaron would care about. But Tom, he does care about this. He is mad. I saw some people say, if college quarterbacks can figure out, why can't Tom? Well, what Tom alluded to was, you're going to see a lot of bad football. Guess what college football? Football is bad fucking football. <laughs> a lot of bad so, football. Uh, there's a little bit of levels to this whole thing. AJ, I don't think he was trolling at all,
6: by the way. Well, you don't think so until you show up. We see like August 1st. He's wearing The, a... the Bucks take the field. Tom posts a picture of him wearing number one. Or two. Like, then then oh. it all comes full circle. So you think he's... So he saw that we reacted to this. We covered so he's this. Going, he's going single digit now. And he's probably going number one. They're going to say, oh, Tom, why did you switch number one? And he's just going to say, because I'm the
0: best because i'm number one Damn right. hey if you ain't first yep. guess what last <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right used to be ricky bobby's dad guess who it is now tom brady what, how many rings does he have
1: uh seven so he, he'd probably wear eight eight
0: he's probably wear eight
1: yeah
0: oh tb8 yeah. and by the way there is a rule coming out now that if you change your number you have to buy the existing inventory in the nfl shop of your old uniforms now this has happened before in other sports when players have changed numbers. I've heard this happen and every single time it happens, Kevin Seifert, Seifert of ESPN is reporting this. I, every single time this happens, you always think to yourself, why, why do players have to do this? They're just buying something that inevitably probably is going to go up in value. So why wouldn't the league just sell them at a premium value as opposed to making the player buy out in the inventory? I guess it's because the NFL and these leagues go, oh, you want to, yeah, you want to be cute, change your number up? You yeah, ain't costing us money. All right? You're going to have to buy back every motherfucking one we had very cheaply built that we will charge yeah. for $300. You've got to buy back every single one of those things. I guess it's to try to limit people from doing it so there are some consequences. But this always felt stupid because those jerseys, if, if you have to buy a bunch and you're changing your number, and it affects that, that means you're a successful player. That means you're a, a, a fan favorite. That means a lot of your jerseys sell. So your old jersey is still going to be worth a lot of money. It doesn't make sense that that is something that happens to me. It seems short-sighted by the leagues, but what do I know, really? Well, if,
6: a, if a, like a star player changes their number, say, 10 years into their career, everybody is making more money because of it. If you're a Tom Brady fan, you have a 12 jersey from the Patriots, the Bucks now he switches number eight. Guess what? I need a number eight Tom Brady jersey. So the NFL makes money, the pro shops make money, and Tom gets a little bit more. I don't know if he actually now, those jersey checks.
0: Yeah, I don't know. That jersey checks that he's getting and Drew Brees is getting, Ooh. yeah. Are very large. Oh, yeah. Now I will say, there for a time in Indianapolis, I think I had the number two selling jersey in Indianapolis. I actually made uh, like the Dick's Sporting Good Top 100 Jersey sales for a couple weeks, I was in there, right? So shout out, by the way, to the Indianapolis Colts fans, people that followed me on Twitter and everything like that. I appreciate the hell out of that. It was a big honor. But my shit sold out all the time because they didn't have as many jerseys of mine uh, that they obviously thought were going to sell. And by the way, I was promoting nobody to buy those. Every time somebody showed up to me with the one, I was like, "That is way overpriced." Shouldn't have done that. Buy the jersey. <laughs> I always tell them, "Buy the jersey instead. It's a lot cheaper. We get it. It's a lot more fun." But I was always very honored when people bought the jersey because of how overpriced it was. But it was sold out. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of inventory for a lot of these guys. There's only a few guys that have a lot of inventory where there's a lot a lot of jerseys being sold national. And I would assume those guys, the reason why their jerseys are being sold nationally is because they're big fucking names. So wouldn't you want to keep their last jersey? I don't, I don't, I just, this seems like a bad business
1: decision. This just made me think too. Do you know, like, do you guys, I, like I've seen, I've had people send me pictures of it all the time. Like uh, someone goes and buys a jersey from Coles, and the NFL is definitely okay with it. Like it has an NFL patch on it, but like people have sent me like an A.J. Hawk jersey that's number 52 or whatever, but, or 50. And his name's not on the back. Like, you're not seeing any money out of that, no, right? No, no, no.
0: And my mom was buying them. My mom was buying jerseys of mine from, <laughs> like, $25 jerseys. Mm-hmm, yeah. She was buying that. I'm not seeing any of that either. And of the real jerseys, what are we seeing? 0.0002% or something of the sale for that thing?
6: Yeah, it's, it's something pretty small. And I think when you buy authentic jerseys, they're like 180 bucks or maybe more now. 200 One, yeah. Yeah, yeah, more. Yeah.
0: that real ones are like 200 some or whatever. I, just, I, I got some pretty good checks. For my jersey sales. It would come out of nowhere. It would be awesome. i get like, you know, $10,000 or something like that. Not Jeez. bad. I'm like, that's a lot of fucking money. And I'm like, uh, if I'm getting...
1: Wait a minute. Hold how on. How much did they much just did make, they make off of make. my guy? <laughs>
0: Hold on. Let me think, well, good for them, I guess. And then the NFLPA is like, hey, don't worry about it. We'll sell your entire name, image, and likeness to <laughs> yeah. Fanatics, and you'll get 0. .0001% of their T-shirt sales as well. It's a great deal. Thank you so much for that. Very nice of you. We need Treder to get on that, by the way. Yes. We need him to yeah. use that good brain. Luck. evolve the business of the NFLPA. They, they signed some deals for me that I was not. I actually did not join the NFLPA the last couple of years of my career because I didn't want them making license and merch deals for me because I understood the value of merch, actually started a merch business so I could sponsor a car in the Indy 500, saw the amount of money possibly made off the merch business. And when the NFLPA was like uh, just sign into fanatics, yeah, go ahead and make Boomstick, Pat McAfee shirts, whatever. Uh, you want to give him 45 cents per shirt sale that you're selling for 25 bucks? Cool, that's absolutely cool. It's like, hey, fuck you. How about that? How about you don't do what you just did anymore? And maybe I have some aggressions against the NFLPA because of a lot of <laughs> poor decisions, but I think Trent is going to turn that thing around, AJ.
6: He's definitely trying, but uh, it seems like a pretty good business plan if you are, if you work for the NFL or you're an owner or GM of a team.
0: Yeah, I, I also love the fact that they're like, oh, they want to change their number? Well, what about all these goddamn jerseys that we're potentially not going to sell that we thought we were definitely going to sell, and we actually put an entire budget around actually selling every single one of these. I know businesses fail sometimes, but not this business. they got to buy them all, then fuck them. We, we didn't make these for no reason. Make them, but I love that, that they're just able to do that, by the way, and it doesn't matter. It's like, yeah, that's what they— hey, that's how this whole thing works around
1: here. Why don't they just do what they do with like the, uh, the shirts that they print for like the Super Bowl teams that don't yeah. win? Like They just send yes. them to some village and wherever you know that, that needs them, and the NFL can gain a little goodwill that way.
0: See that? But they're not going to do that. What, what they should want. do is they should hoard all those. Yeah. They should hoard all of them and just wait 20, 30 years. Somehow get them maybe the deal should be you have to sign all these ones. Ooh. There you go. Guys would be so mad. Guys <laughs> would be so, so mad. Hey, that signing gimmick is it's it's its own hustle and its own right there. That whole signing thing. I know guys that'll sit Which th- one? The guys will sit down and sign like two thousand things or whatever in one day. It's like, guys, yeah, how do you know how much money Great. that's valued at?
6: It's all well, you go in with a price per autograph you're doing. Yeah, it's awesome.
0: How do you have the will how to just sit there? It's a long time. It's obviously a private ones
6: are the best. If you can sit there privately and sign a thousand things, you can do that fast. But if you're gonna sit there for two and a half, three hours and do like in person
0: where they're coming through a line pre COVID, that's a little different. See AJ, you're from Ohio State, so you guys were doing private paid signings, what, since you're like in high school or whatever?
6: (laughs) True. No, but as soon as you get done playing, you can.
0: I know. I heard these stories from Ohio State players that were like, literally, as soon as our last game was played, uh, we're just getting offered $50,000 for signings because Ohio State fans are just so happy. I got offered 750 bucks to appear at a wrestling event. Ooh. <laughs> Charleston, West Virginia did you go yeah i told him to keep the money too because i got a chance to wrestle war
1: pig <laughs> took out war it was a great
0: moment <laughs> gave, him a, gave him a super kick right to the jaw and that was back when the super kick mattered fucking knocked his ass out dude <laughs> knocked his ass out um the nft game we're getting into it have you heard this Ooh. i didn't know you guys are getting in ah uh, well i'm trying to figure out how to get in actually yeah how how what does that mean to get in how See, I don't understand how Tom, Peyton, Gronk, Julian, I don't know how any of them are doing it. Now, now we might have figured it out on cloud 40 last night. We might have got there on how we could potentially do this. But if you're selling highlights or whatever for these NFTs don't the NFL ultimately own that in the end and they're going to come back and get you. So I think the way they have to be negotiating deals with the NFL as well, some sort of percentage share. And I assume the Mannings and in the Brady's is, and all those people, they could probably call right to the business development and say, Hey, we're going to do this. How do you want to go about doing this whole thing? But like for, for me or for us, if I wanted to make an NFT out of me kicking that onside kick to myself, which would be dope. I would like to have that on a portrait in my somewhere in my studio or whatever and as an NFT. I think the way we get around it is we got to go to the photographers that were potentially at that game that have their own photos that they own and then we'll put a series of them into like kind of one NFT and then we own the photo, own the thing because I think ultimately There's going to be a lot of ownership shit that's potentially going to happen with these NFTs, especially with the amount of money. Who owns what rights? Who owns what? I think we cracked the code with that thing. It's local photographers we're going to have to dive
4: into. Well, and it was Suggs, too, the college kid who hit that buzzer beater against uh, UCLA. Like, how did he do it? Because the NCAA uh, makes no sense.
0: Immediately upon declaring into the NBA draft, shout out to Suggs, by the way, being a great businessman and also going to be a great NBA player. But like that NFT going up, it's like, genius. Love that. How the hell did he get the rights to that, to sell that? That I don't know. Yeah,
6: is are we going to look at this down the road? And you know when they talk about like Jerry Seinfeld, didn't he mess up uh, TV shows because he had owner he owned like the show or a big chunk of it? So he got paid tons and tons of money. So now they don't let actors own part of the show.
0: Letterman, Seinfeld, Ellen, Oprah. Sure. Um,
4: Doctor Phil. Did he have any Oprah. Oprah, Oprah. Oprah brought him into the game. Same
0: but that's when syndication was the game, and there was people, if you owned the show, you made yeah. so much money, especially if it got to, I forget how many seasons, 10 seasons maybe or something like yeah, that, you make a amount like of money. That. Now, I don't know if as many people are owning stuff, because I don't know if it's as available to own stuff. It's hard to crack in if you're not already in, you know, at this
6: point. Well, maybe it's like... When they talk about musicians like owning their masters, I know people. I said Prince would tell people to do that. and Taylor Swift, well, she was going through a deal with Scooter Braun, right? And you were talking about him earlier. Yeah, yeah. Did he buy t- her masters.
0: Yeah, I believe there's some sort of investment company also that was involved, and in. she's trying to get it back. And Scooter did, right? Yeah, I think so. She, was- I don't think she did. Yeah
1: because I thought recently on iTunes it. yeah she released like uh, her, her cut of like an old album
0: oh I thought she re-recorded them that's what it was
1: oh okay So she, she couldn't, the get, the yeah. right. couldn't mm-hmm. get the deal done yeah
0: couldn't get the deal done because something happened where she was trying to get her masters back and Prince has been talking about this to your point Prince has been talking about this for a long time that's why he's the artist formerly known as Prince and he was a symbol because everything he had done had been owned and then if you watch that straight out of Compton Dr. Dre actually was like fuck it you can keep everything that I created I'm going to do this whole thing new Jay-Z and Beyonce they actually just bought all the DMX's uh, masters and gave it to his family and basically said, here you go. You wow. can profit off of this whole thing. That was like a gift, I believe, to the DMX family, which is cool. So there's a lot more ownership happening. But I think in the TV world, it is much more difficult to crack in there because it's almost like uh, the real estate has already been purchased by everybody. You got to get in through them. The NFT game, though, that is going to become that's going to become something where a lot of people are going to want to get their hands on them, I assume. Pat, yeah, yeah, yeah I was thinking about that.
5: Nick, uh, Austin Matthews, American superstar for the Toronto Maple Leafs, actually uh, is selling his own uh, NFTs. And what he's done is he's just used an image of a jersey, but he's taken off all the team logo on it. So it's like his name, his nickname on the back, his number, and an autograph. And he's selling those as a and, way to get around the and that's just a photo. Ownership.
0: That's just a photo shoot. He want to?
5: No, it's it's not even a picture of him. It's just a picture of his jersey. There might be another one he has. Where Ain't he's nobody gonna buying that, right? Him, yeah. They're going to be removing all the all the team logos all over it. And is anybody
0: going to buy that? Is that going to go for a lot of money? You think?
5: I'm sure some Canadians will. Me? You'd buy it? Is it
0: both no. photos and I'm video? I thought it was Spine? just like
5: Me? videos or almost
0: gifs. I thought it was gifs too. Yeah, it's like yeah. a gif. Of the jersey? What's is Spending? the jersey
5: spinning? <laughs> 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 there's like a it's moving slowly into frame, and there's a background image that moves around, and Waving. they just cute. They just if made it all cute. Somebody make one of know? this. Do
6: you think you're gonna want to like? Would you not to make money, but to would you want (laughs) NFTs to have like in your possession, like its artwork? Two million (laughs) dollars. What's that, dude? Would you want NFTs that if everyone's like, I feel like doesn't want to be left out, so they want to get in the game somehow. But would you? Who really wants to collect them? I think people are like, oh, I bought this for ten grand, I sold it for fifty. That's all people care about art people want art to hang on the wall just wait just wait
0: believe me the next level of this thing is the framing of them and having them displayed and what you own and being able to sell it like it is art on the wall i mean that is i don't think nfts are going anywhere i think at the very beginning I mean, we fucked around and bought a couple and we had no idea what we were yeah. doing. I mean, I got a Zion one that's dope. Like, absolutely. How do you buy them? How do you even buy them? Oh, I just, Billy Tubes does it. I just yeah, give no. Billy Tubes the money and then uh, Billy Tubes buys them or whatever. And I assume Billy Tubes is taking a percentage of whatever I end up selling to <laughs> Probably. He, he probably negotiated some back end deal with some code that he is going to make money off it or whatever. But I think we all thought it was a joke, just like the AMC GameStop uh, Doge Bitcoin thing. Right. But all this shit is not a joke, by the way. All, the, all this shit is still happening yeah. and, and still going. And I think it's only going to grow. And the NFT one, I think, is going to survive because the card stock, although it will be vital to, I assume, the community, sports card community for a long time, these things, if you own one of four potential gifts that could air somewhere, I mean, it seems like it's going to keep going.
1: Well, that's why it is interesting with, like, uh, Brady and stuff like that because don't you think with the success of NBA Top Shot that the NFL is going to get into it? This dude's
0: nickname is Poppy Nick. Nick, Austin Matthews' nickname is Poppy.
5: He's got a couple. Some people call him Pablo because he got a nice little mustache. He's, He's from Austin, Arizona. Huh?
0: I thought this was potentially fucking Big pop. Ortiz,
4: Bobby. also 34, That's what I saying. I thought <laughs> this.
0: So maybe Austin will be able to sneak in with maybe some Red Sox fans yeah. as well. Or,
4: or David Ortiz is going to be coming for his head. Hey, give me all of your benefits off of this goddamn NFT.
0: The auction will be open through eight. A portion of all proceeds will be donated. Okay, so he's getting into the game. portion of proceeds donating for the fight uh-huh. against cystic fibrosis. Shout out for that. But, yeah, I think we cracked the code on how the fuck we do them. Without getting sued, I think long term. Yeah,
6: I I still don't completely get it, but yeah, I understand it's not going anywhere. I just don't really. It's like Bitcoin. I don't really understand it.
0: Oh, there's a good doc on Amazon. I think you should yeah, watch. It's wild.
6: I think I've seen I've seen multiples, and I get more confused actually the more I watch. It's not well, you're a rude, Explain dude. it to me. Explain blockchain to me. Then tell me, guys.
0: Blockchain. Well, the blockchain is actually the transactions stacking upon each other in a network that is far, far away. Actually held in servers that is being locked underneath mountains, almost as if it's an Area Fifty One type thing that has you know cooling and powering and everything like that to keep it absolutely secure. It's an independent, an uh, independent form of of money that will probably be used on Mars and Moon whenever we go there. It is not regulated by any government, so it does not go up or down. Although it does seem to do a lot of that. It does <laughs> there's a, seem to there's a finite amount, though. There's only a certain amount. Yes. Yeah, and that's that's from the original papers. But there are people mining them right now, happening all around the world to create more and to find more. Which explain is. the mining process.
6: Explain that to me, then.
0: Well, you got to find them deep in there, but uh-huh. it takes a lot of energy. Actually, there's people right now in the world using flare gas from other, uh, you know, mining situations, capturing all that gas to power computers and uh, algorithms and everything like that to find and mine more Bitcoin that can be sold to people uh, and used as currency. And there will be a time where obviously you have Bitcoins that will be broken down into the penny nickel dime dollar, which is the dream. And the, the full time dream is that everything will just be able to be Bitcoin purchase mm-hmm. so that I can just look at you and go, bang, there you go. There's a there's a tenth of a Bitcoin for whatever the hell you just gave Thank me. you. So I think I just explained it. You're welcome. And the blockchain is all those transactions stacking upon each other as if it's a fingerprint independently.
6: Thank you. You you uh, you definitely watched the documentary.
0: Yeah, and I just Tom pellicero that thing too. <laughs> Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this show. We're back tomorrow with a massive one. Feel good Friday to send you into a beautiful... Smackdown Friday night and then into the weekend. We can't thank you enough for spending time with us. I am eternally grateful to all the boys for making this happen. Thank you to all the guests. Thank you for their time. And we'll see you tomorrow. Be a friend, tell a friend. Hashtag end of pod squad. Send in a photo. Tweet that with the hashtag. You could potentially win some more money that we're giving away. Not sure the exact amount. We'll figure that out as we go. Be a friend, tell a friend. Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Thursday night. We'll see you tomorrow. Cheers.